Blog Talk Radio. Introduce my first guest, Ms. Nancy O'Brien, 
and she's going to start talking with us about how we can succeed just like she has. Hi, how you doing? Hello, Nancy. Welcome to Mingles on Network Radio. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Um, I just briefly want to say that because of the things that I've been through, truly the book has been inspiring. You know, I met my husband um, some four years ago, and he inspired me to write the book because I had so many things going on in my past, you know, that I brought in the relationship that wasn't good. So when we were talking yesterday, you know, basically it was just the ability to have someone who cared enough to see me do better than what I was doing. And that's basically where the stories in the book came from, um, getting free from the things that are holding me back from doing what I should be doing. Okay, so basically you you started from, you know, just picking up the story from your own personal story. Um, Do you care to go over some of the things that um, get inspired you the most, and then let's let's try to find out, you know, what it was it took you to want to write about it. Well, my father and I, and I'm an only girl, I have two brothers, and me and my dad never really had a relationship that I really, you know, thought a, a father and daughter should have. And that really got to me over the years, even though I'm an adult, we still have an awkward relationship because it seems like he he's very critical about a lot of things, and I always wanted his his approval. So being that I never could get it, you know, I went on in my life doing what I wanted to do, you know, trying to get what I wanted to get done, and after a while I really didn't care about, um, you know, what was going on with his approval and stuff like that. And um, I just decided that, Okay, I've been hurt. Um, He never really was there for me like I wanted him to be. You know, a lot of abuse when I was a child and growing up just thinking, okay, am I ever going to get out of this? But not knowing that all the demons, you know, that came along with that and then the bad relationships and the domestic violence and everything that went on, he never showed me how to find a real man or how a a real man should find me. So, you know, they say that your father, you know, is usually the one that, is supposed to guide you in that area to say, okay, this is who you should be with, who you shouldn't be with. He never gave anybody a chance. He never said, well, you know, I like him, I like him, or I don't like him, or this and that. And it seems like I was never going to have anyone that he was going to be okay with. So I did what I wanted to do, you know, with or without his approval. And then it bothered me because I still wanted that relationship. So being that I didn't get that relationship, it just took me down some streets and avenues that ended up in dead ends, you know, bad relationships, children out of wedlock, you know, um, personal problems, um, experiences that were, like, bad when I got into the relationships, you know. Um, My seeing someone that I thought was, you know, going to be Mr. Right and he ended up raping me and then dealing with, you know, people that I thought had my back and they drugged me and something happened to me while and I blacked out, you know, a date rape and gang rape and stuff like that. So it seemed like I was never going to get out of this, but I kept those secrets to myself. People didn't know about that, so nobody knew that any of this even happened to me, you know. So when people used to hear my name, they were like, oh, my gosh, she's she's this, she's that, this, this, that. And I was like, okay, no, that's not who I am. So as the years went on, I was like, okay, no, this 
it was holding me back because when he when he met my husband, I was married before, but my first husband passed away in 2000, and then I didn't remarry until 2006. And then when I introduced my new husband to him, he immediately was like, oh, I'm not interested in knowing who he is. And I'm like, but you don't know him. You never even tried to get to know him. And that bothered me because it's like no matter how old I got, he just was disapproved about everything that I did. But my husband's a good man because he's the only man, you know, that saw beyond me just laying in bed with and, and people knowing me for other things instead of knowing me for all the good that I'm about. And as I start changing my life, you know, prior to meeting my husband, you know, things died down and people were like, oh, I don't see you anymore. Oh, I don't see you this. And, and I say, yeah, because now i found positive things. And I went back to where it all began, you know, writing and freeing myself and expressing myself um, without becoming emotional in my writing. So I took that and said, you know what, maybe I should write a book. But it was a maybe at the time. Then when I met my husband, he said, you should write a book. And as much as the drama I put him through, he was like, you know what, I still see more in you. So how about you just go ahead and write the book? So when I wrote the book, at first it was 45 pages. He was like, uh-uh, you got to, like, write everything. And I'm looking at him like, but I can't tell people all this stuff. He said, yes, you can. He said, because you don't do that anymore. I was like, all right. Then when I wrote it, it was 100 pages. He said, nope, go back. And I'm like, come on, babe, this is not what... You know, he said, no, you got to free yourself because I have so many things holding me, you know, dealing with um, the areas of my dad, not having that man that I wanted to love me, then being in all these different relationships and then having my children and their father beating me and all kind of stuff going on over the years and the rapes and all this stuff that, you know, tried to hold me back. I was like, all right, you know what? I don't do this anymore. This is not who I am. I'm going to write this book because then when I started looking around, I said, wow, I got four daughters of my own. Do I want my kids to do what I did or do I want them to do better? So I said, you know what, I want my kids to do better. Then I want not just my kids but everybody else's kids around me. Every time you walk down the street, you're seeing all these young girls pushing carriages, not even 18 yet, finishing school, and I'm like, okay, no, this is not good. And then in my particular area, where I live at, that's all you have, teenage parents, all over the place, teenage parents. And then you got all these kids, um, you know, not taking care of themselves, doing the things they should do, getting a high school diploma, getting a career, getting instead of just having a job, you know, get a career. These people are just self-destructing right around me. And I said, no, I can't allow this to happen. So my book was a way to say, you know what? Um, I'm going to do something about it instead of talking about it. And I said, you know what, let me be about it instead of talking about it. So I went and I wrote a book. And my husband, you know, saw something in me that other people didn't. He cared enough and stayed around long enough to say, no, my wife is going to be something because I want to be a millionaire. I want to be rich. I want to, you know, be more than just, a nine to five, because that's not in my blood. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do better, and I don't care what happens. And even though I went, you know, on just different areas of trying to mend that relationship with my dad, you know, the book wasn't wrote, written to, to badmouth anybody. It wasn't written to downplay, you know, anyone's character. 
it was just to let him know that I needed him. And I still need him because there's parts of me that at times I feel like I wish he could just say I love you more than he did, you know, instead of the things that happened to me when I was little or, you know, in my young adult years and even now. You know, I'm going to be close to 40 soon, and it's like I still don't have that relationship. But I have my husband, and I have God. And, you know, he'll wipe away your tears. He'll get you to that point to say, you know what, he doesn't give you anything more than you can bear. So I decided that, you know what, in this journey that I'm going to continue to do better. I'm not looking back. I'm not letting that past hold me back. You know, and then this is where my second book came in, Yesterday or Today. I'm not living in yesterday no more. I'm living for today and I'm living for my future. And I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be, you know, out there helping young people. I'm going to be out there being a mentor. I'm going to be out there doing something. I want to start programs to mentor these young girls and young boys, you know, because it's not just the boys. I mean, it's not just the girls. It's the boys, too. You know, I want to be a motivational speaker and go out there and let them know that it happened. But it don't have to hold you back. It doesn't have to keep you in this place. You don't have to hold those dark secrets. If you release them, they can't hold you. And this is what I desire to do, and this is why I want people to buy the book, to just, you know, see. Some people say there's a reason why people behave the way they do. There's a reason why young girls, something's wrong, and nobody's taking the time to find out what's wrong, you know, because people just don't go out there to do certain things and say, okay, there's something that's missing. There's something that's in that person's life that makes them behave a certain way. So in my behavior, lashing out, looking for attention, you know, my dad wasn't there. So something's there that they're trying to find that love, seeking that love that they haven't found, and they use it in the negative sense instead of doing it in the positive. So what I did as I got older, I said, you know what, I'm leading my life self-destruction because, you know, I should have been dead plenty of times. There's been so many situations where I know God said, look, mm-mm, you got a calling. You got There's something in your life that has to be, you know, done, put out there to help somebody else. And everything that we do is supposed to help someone else. You're not supposed to just keep everything that you got. It has to go on to somebody else. So my testimony is somebody else's who never got a chance to tell somebody. And that what I do in my book and what I have become after the fact is still a testimony because I have to give back to somebody else. I have to give that other person a chance to say, you know what, I want to make it too. I don't want to be a whore. I don't want to be somebody's sperm bag. I don't want to be someone, you know, you got to call it like you see it. You have to be real with it because that's what it is. You're being someone's donor to make babies, a baby factory, and you having all these kids and all these dysfunctional families. You know, and thank God that my husband is here to be a father to my children. Even though they have their real daddy, they're not active. So my husband is the instrument. There's two parents in the home that stay on them constantly to say, no, you're going to do better than us. You know, my kids are on the honor roll. They've been on the honor roll since elementary, and that's how it's going to stay. You know, and, and once I do my job and get them to where they they go, I pray that they can, you know, do more even when they get out there on their own so that they can say, you know what, my mom did this, my mom did that. You can do it too. You know, there's somebody walking around here just jacked up and has no one to talk to about it because either they won't believe them, either they don't know who to tell, or embarrassed and letting it keep them captive. I refuse to be captive. I refuse to allow anything because it happened for a reason, 
And now I took all of that, turned it into something positive, and I wrote a book about how to be free from it. And I'm inspired daily. I'm not giving up. Um, I'm going to be going on Oprah soon. I'm happy. And I'm like, you know what, God? Yes, because he made a way for me. He made a way for me to say, you know what, you're more than what this happened to you. Because you only go through things in life, especially negative ones, when you're seeking that thing. And then when you find that love, that love will say, you know what, Mm-mm, you could do better than that. So my husband was love to me. He finally became that person, instrument in my life to say, you know what, I that love that I needed came. And it didn't give up without a fight. It didn't give up. He didn't give up on me. He said, you know what, I'm going to be here. I mean, I took him through drama, and I was like, you know what, that made me think that, no, you're taking out your frustrations about what happened to you on him, thinking he's going to be like everybody else. All men are not alike. Thank God I have a good one. So now my job is to do better, treat him better, allow him to keep pushing me, and allow me these books to keep coming because I have, like, four more to go, and more ideas on different things. And my job is just to be out there to to explain to everybody else and people who've been through what I've been through that you don't have to stay there. And that's my job. And you don't have to go through it. My job basically is that you don't have to go through it. You're taking yourself on to down down to an unnecessary road. That you can bypass all of that. If you look for the signs, because there's always a sign. There's always that thing that says, mm, don't do that. Don't mess with him. Don't do this. Mm-mm. It's always something there. And I thank God for that. I thank God that now, although, and I can't even say too late, although it happened, I have the common sense to feel when something's not right with somebody or something and that I have sense enough to say, you know what, this is good or this is bad. And that's our job, to teach our children, if it don't feel right or look right, it ain't right. And that's basically the story, how, how the book came about. And once I got past that, and I said, you know what? I'm not who I was in that book. So why am I worried about what people are going to say? They're going to talk about you whether you do something good or bad anyway. So you know what? Let me do this. Let me make a difference. I want to be somebody in my city because there's people around here who aren't doing nothing, and I'm not going to be one of those people. So, Miranda, that's basically what it's about. I just want to do more, and every chance I get, that's what I want to do. That's that's very admirable, Nancy. It looks like you had a lot of factors in your life that helped to inspire you to write the book. And um, that is one thing that I wanted to touch on with listeners, that sometimes if you think that you don't have a topic that you can go over to write a book for, um, you might want to look into your own experiences. You know, even though it just seems like it's something that only affects you, you have to remember that, um, you know, we're all part of the human race and generally everybody can go through the same things everybody else does. So it's always good to tell people how you were able to, you know, uh, overcome all the, the challenges that you came across in your life. And that's always going to help, if not one person, maybe a lot more people, and then people will start to take that story on and on. Now, when you wanted to write the book, um, it's probably a little difficult for some people who don't know the contact or, or the first steps to take. So can you help people who are interested in, in writing their own books uh 
understand how you took the first steps, you know, what what resources did you have to get you to getting started on the book? Well, how I started my book, I went to a, um, a conference, a Women of Excellence conference, and the author was one of the special guests. And I met her, you know, I bought her book. She signed it for me and my husband, and she gave me her information on who her publisher and everything was. So what I did was get in contact with the lady that, you know, was, you know, for her. I sent her all my stuff. We had our meeting on the phone. And you know what? I I don't like to be, like, uh, rejected. So what happened was (laughs) because of the type of book that I wrote, even though I changed names and stuff like that, I sent it to her. And she said she could identify, you know, because a lot of it had something to do with her life, things that she'd been through, you know, so on and so on. She declined. So I immediately got upset, and I was like, okay, but you had me do all this work, and now you're telling me no. She said, but don't give up, because it doesn't mean you can't get your book out there. So she gave me the links um, to a couple of places that do self-publishing. And I said, you know what? You know, I apologized to her for, you know, being upset and everything because we were corresponding back via email. So I said, you know what, let me not act like that because it doesn't mean that it's a no. Every no doesn't mean it's it's temporary. It doesn't mean someone is going to constantly keep telling you no. Those no's will just lead you somewhere else to do better. So what I did was take her advice. I went on to the – she she uh, gave Lulu to me as one of the people to do what I needed to do. And I said, okay, let me see if I could do this. Let me see if I could work this. So, you know, I used it to my advantage, and I'm pretty good with the computer anyway because I'm always on here. So I went in, figured out some stuff. But in the midst of me doing the book, I realized that there were steps that I didn't know about. So what I did was go through this, um, stage of getting the book printed. The formatting wasn't done. I didn't know anything about formatting. I was like, okay, what the heck is going on? What is this about? What is that about? I'm like, okay, something's wrong here. So every time I kept doing the book, it kept getting bigger, but everything was messed up on the inside. So I didn't know how to get the book to line up the way it should. So I'm like, all right, something's wrong here. Let me do some more research. So after I went through about 12 revisions of the book, I started doing some searching on the Internet as far as formatting. I found a program, um, Microsoft, where you can get templates and stuff like that, and I just started doing my thing. And I was like, okay, so I started using Lulu, finally got the book in the form that I needed it in, but then realized that the book had to be edited because, you know, you think everything is right when you're on there. And I'm like, all right something is not right here, and do I really want to reread this book all over again? Me and my husband did it. There was still something wrong with it. We did it again. There was still something wrong with it. So I had to really take my time. I said, if I really want this, and this is my baby, you want to nurture your baby, you want to give it everything that it needs, you want to do what you have to do to get it to be right. And I said, um, I am going to do what I have to do to make this book work for me. So I said, you know what, let me really sit down. I was out of work um, 
back in August of last year. And I said, you know, there's a reason why I'm home. So it gave me opportunity to, you know, really sit and go over this book, start another book, and then start another book. Because I have three books, but two are finished. And the process of the editing and the tips and stuff that I learned, you know, having to go back in and uh, talk to different people on Lulu, how to do certain things and formatting and graphics, and thank God I know how to do the graphics myself, so that cut down on costs. So the only thing I really had to pay for was just ordering the book, which was good. So I sit home most of the time and spend on my computer, you know, with different programs that was installed on my computer when I first got it that helped me get to the point to say, you know what, me and my brother were, like, real, real cool, and something jumped off, you know, it was a respect issue, and, you know, because I have my husband, I know your family usually is there first, but when it comes to your husband, you can't allow your family to make you feel a certain kind of way. I'm, I defend my husband, and what happened was he was the graphic artist for my book. What happened was every time the book kept getting printed, it was cutting off a lot of the stuff that was on the book. So I had to pray. I said, okay, God, something got to give here. I need my book to be done, and he didn't want to do the revisions. He did two. He didn't want to do no more. And I said, you know what, let me figure out how to make this book cover look better. I go on my computer messing around with the program, not knowing I got all this different stuff on here I can do with the book. It just came out, like, great. And I was showing my husband, and he said, this is beautiful. It looked better than the first cover. But overall, using Lulu was like the best thing I found because I didn't have that kind of money to give to no publishing house to say, here, you take this or you can do my book for me. And, you know, people to keep telling you, you got to change this, you got to change that. I mean, I'm kind of like bending a little bit on trying to take people's advice, which is cool. But I, I like my book the way I want my book. And it just worked out that I didn't have to go through a publishing house. I did self-publishing. You know, all I did was just turn over the publishing rights to them where I could get my ISBN for free because I didn't have $100 to pay for the number, you know. And still, I still make money off the book because people can just go online and purchase it. And I just found that using it was real good. And the lady finally got back to me and was like, well, how are things going? What's going on with the book? I thought the book's doing great. And then I had to postpone so many uh, book signings because the finances weren't there to order a bulk amount of books. And finally things started shaping up, and I had to start believing in this book the way I did when I first started it. And as that began to happen, things just started opening up. So I started meeting people. I'm here on the air with you. So, you know, listening to my goal and my dream to do whatever and my husband Things just started falling into place, and that's what you have to do. You have to follow your dreams. you got to do what you have to do in order to make it happen. That's right. That is what you have to do. You have to have perseverance, and, and you have to have set goals, and you have to you know, really want this and what they say, be hungry. I mean, once you see that, you have the position and the potential to be successful and do more with what your project is. You can't let anybody, because there's always going to be haters and naysayers and people who want to bring you down because they didn't have the courage to step up to the plate and do the same thing, so they're going to try to bring you down, especially if they know you personally and they might just think you're just doing something to get attention. A lot of people always think that people who are writing about themselves are trying to get attention, and it's really not the, the true fact. You may want to be getting attention in a way where 
you know, that whatever happened to you needs to be addressed by the public so that people can understand how something like that actually can happen. And if it's happening to somebody else, then that somebody else has a, a recourse. You know, they have an idea of what you did to overcome that, and they can make their own path and then use you as an example. And that's a good thing, too. I got a lot of feedback. Like when people saw my name and learned that I wrote the book, actually the response that I was expecting was better than what I expected. And when people was like, oh, my gosh, she wrote a book, they were like, we got to get the book and blah, 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 blah. We know it's going to be good. And I was so surprised that I got the response that I got because people were really interested. They were like, for real, she wrote a book? Oh, my goodness. And then, you know, that thing to say, well, I'm an actual author, you know, and I'm registered in the author's den and all that different kind of stuff. And on Amazon, they were like, no, this is not, this can't be true. This is like, no, no. And I'm saying, yes, it's true. And I'm like, when I started believing it and when I pulled up on the Google and found my uh, website on there and I said, yeah, I come in the room yelling. I told my husband, I said, I'm on Google. Yeah, I'm a real author. <laughs> so it just was exciting, you know. And he said, you, you're you not a fake author. You're real. And sometimes it doesn't hit you the way you think because when you're not in the midst of certain people or certain things, it, it doesn't hit you yet until you really see it. And then when people started reading the book and the feedback I started getting was like, yeah, this, this has happened. And then every day I look at it when I see the books and I did my first book signing like a week and a half ago, I was like, this is really happening. And then the more I put the time in, the things that I found to cut the corners of costs and stuff like that, and I said, you know what, half this stuff I can do myself. And I got a lot of, I was looking at my pages. I'm on, like, so many networking pages now, and I just started, you know, getting things out, even with your mingle zone, sending things out to join women who dare to dream. You know, I say I'm a woman who dared to dream because it was just said so many times in my life, you ain't never going to be nothing, you this, you're that, you're this and you're that. And I didn't answer to any of that. I said, I'm better than that. God said, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm better than what my past says I am. I'm not that anymore. I'm better than that. You know, he never sees the righteous forsaken or his begging bread. So I said, you know what? Yes, God, let me give you my full attention. And he did it for me, and he's still doing it. And the things with my husband, if I didn't have my husband, I don't know where I would be. Because, I mean, he's such a supportive person. And you got to have that person in your life that supports your dreams with you. You have to have that person to say, Mm-mm, you can do this. Don't you give up. Mm-mm. Because there was so many times I felt like giving up saying, you know what, what did I even write this book for? Let me just delete the whole file. Let me just get rid of this. And then I said, you know what, why? You did it. You're still doing it. And the more people hear about me, the more people hear about the book, they're like, oh, my gosh, like I got comments. And they're like, we heard about this book. We want to know how to get it. And I start giving them information and start giving them things. They're like, okay. Then I get a call from Shar. Shar said, I'm on the, I'm with someone who bought your book. I'm like, get out of here. She said, for real, she bought it. And I talked to her, and she's like inspired. She said, I started it. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. This is everything we need to talk about. And that felt made me feel good because people are starting to say, you know, and my book's not just another story about what happened to somebody, you know, what was me. No, my book is about change. My book is about me being that next person out there in the United States or all over the world to say that she decided to help these kids and that 
we're going to do something about this problem with this teenage pregnancy and stuff because I'm not going to allow it. I'm not going to sit back and watch these kids go down the drain, and my own kids for that matter, because I have four daughters. I'm not going to allow that to happen. I'm going to do what I need to do. you got to get in these kids' faces. you got to get, you know, on their back. I don't care what it is. got to let them understand that their body is a precious jewel, boys and girls, not just the girls. It's the boys and girls, and that doesn't make you a man by doing it. Because all it does is give you a whole bunch of things and consequences to look at. They say you lay down with dogs, you get up with fleas. And those fleas are AIDS, HIV, gonorrhea. I got a whole book that I wrote about of, um, in my second book about, you know, being hurt and using your body for granted, you know, doing the things you shouldn't be doing. It's, and to me, I'm sorry. It's just my opinion. Safe sex is I'm no glad problem. that you didn't mention that, though, um, Nancy. Um, mm-hmm. Not to interrupt, but um, I had planned on doing a show in regards to that, um, just to support my other website um, for women who dare to dream because um, a lot of women are experiencing that same thing still and they don't know how to project their own respect for themselves to people so that they can get that back in return. And I, I, I would love to have you back on the show again, maybe to just, you know, go over that and help some of the people that might call in and ask questions because may, they might still be experiencing what you went through in your past. And you can be uh, someone who can gear them in the right direction so that they can try to, you know, find a way out of that situation. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you can help someone. And you did mention that you were going to be on Oprah. How did you get, you know, the opportunity to be on Oprah? My husband. Another thing. My husband is a pusher. I'm telling you, he's persistent. Um, he basically just kept calling and kept calling. I'm telling you, just things that I don't, like, I'm not, with, I don't know the lingo for the business and stuff like that. My husband does. He's very business-minded, um, has an entrepreneur spirit as well as I do. But, like, the administrative and lingo and stuff like that, he just, Pushed past the regular email thing and got down into the nitty gritty. I don't even know how he did it. He just did it. He got down, started sending emails, leaving voicemails, doing this, doing that, and finally somebody called him back. They were like, "This book must be something that you keep calling us." So you know what? Send us the book. So I have to say that Oprah and her friend Gail, they both read my book and they were like, "Okay, we want you on the show." And I was supposed to do it last year, but some things had came up where I had to postpone. So this year is definitely the year I will be on Oprah, and I'm excited because I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe that, like, this is happening. Not that, you know, anything or this radio show is not exciting either. It is. I, I'm i doing better than I thought. I'm not even nervous. And I'm like, <laughs> I thought I was going to be up here. I'm like, God, I didn't know what to say. I'm going to be stuttering. And oh, you're doing a great job. And we are enjoying having you you're on our show. Up. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he said, you're doing it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like so excited. And my kids, I told them, don't come over here bothering me. Stay in that room. Don't you mess with me. I'm on the radio. On the radio. And he says, I'm doing a good job. He's giving me the thumbs up, writing down certain things for me to say. And I'm like, yes. So I'm happy. I'm like, this is even, you know, awesome to just be on the radio. I finally did something. Like, my book was the first thing. You know, being with him is, is he, well, he's the first thing. Then the book was the second thing. Then the radio show. And then really getting it out there on the airways, you know, because there's so many things that kids are going through. That I, I'm going to write a book called Identity Crisis because that's definitely what these kids are going through. 
and there's just something there that's missing that's saying, okay, it's causing them to behave. And people don't understand that there's a reason behind everybody's behavior. So I'm like, that's, that's I, true. I just want to be out Nancy, when, when do you think you'll be writing that book? Um, I'm in the editing process of my third book. And let me just give you a breakdown on why I wrote the book. The first okay. book I gave the synopsis on. After getting out of the bondage, I'm free. Now I'm free. So now I have to make up the I have to make up my mind to say, No, am I living for today or am I living for yesterday? So yesterday or today came. Are you holding on to your past or are you letting your past hold on to you? Which one is it? And I decided that I wasn't gonna let my past hold on to me and I wasn't gonna hold on to my past and I'm going to be free in everything that I do. So the second book has short stories of certain situations, and forgiveness is the key to everything you go through in life. You have to forgive yourself, first of all. And I found that very hard over the years because I held on to so many things and the bad mistakes that I made. And I said, you know what, but you're not those things anymore. And the more I got in contact and changing my circle of friends, circle of acquaintances, and people that I need to be around, that whole idea of what I won't be uh, changed. So I said, you know what, I'm going to be free. So, yes, that's where yesterday or today came from. Then there was a stage in my life where you know how men, they love to have their cake and eat it too. And I'm not saying all men, just some men. And there's that man that wants to be with every woman in the book but doesn't want to get married. He wants to do his thing. And slowly but surely, that man gave a woman an idea to do the same exact thing. So my third book is called I'm Not In Love, You're Just A Booty Call. That book is going through the editing stages, and it have, that was me one time in my life where I was like, okay, look, since y'all hurt me, I'm going to hurt you, and I'm not being bothered. I'm going to say, look, I see you at 7, but you can't stay long. 9 o'clock, I got another date. And I decided to write that book because there were so many women that I even was hanging around with at the time, you know, years ago, that were doing the same exact thing. They didn't want to get married. They just wanted to have him when they wanted him, dealt with him when they felt like it. Then you meet the one that want to love you, and you dog him out because you're thinking he like everybody else. And then God steps in and says, I'm going to show you that there is somebody just for you. So then that's where Created Just For Me came from. That's my fourth book that I'm working on that's almost finished. But then it basically... Different scenarios, change of character, uh, basically me, but just change of character, different settings, different time zones, to let someone know that all these behaviors can pick something. So that third book, is, I can't wait for that to come out because that's even better than the first and second one because I found myself being that woman at one time in my life, and I was like, you know what, Mm-mm, that's not good because even though you're out there you know, getting your notch, it's labeling you as a whore. It's labeling you as something. And it's the same for a man, even though men don't look at it like that sometimes. They think that, well, I'm the man because I got this woman, that woman. But it's the same difference. You're a man whore. A woman is a whore when you sleep with too many different men in your life and you bring in all them people into the next relationship. And every time you meet another one, you bring in another one into the next relationship. And that's where freedom comes from that I choose to be free from all those holes that had that, that had on me. I decided to be free from all those people's soul ties, you know, that's what they called, soul ties of being 
torn and twisted and torn and can't love the one man that really loves me. And now I can say that when I'm with him, I think of nobody but him because I'm free from all of that because now these books are novels and they're stories to help somebody else get over the next time. So now, do you write anything other than, you know, your your stories? Like, do you write poetry or anything like that to express yourself? Um, I used to write poetry. I find a lot of my writing comes from my relationship, um, the old relationship from the past and who I am with God now. My next book that I want to work on is called I Am Who God Said I Am because the what I do even in my writing about what I used to do and what I don't do anymore is ministry, and that's what God has for me. So I find the poetry I used to do a lot a long time ago, but not to say I won't even think of that, but um, right now I think a lot of my issues um, – gearing toward the books that I'm writing is to get the message out that there's help. There's a way to get out of that, you know, scenario that you're in. And I really want to help people. So right now that's what I really want to do. Now we have a a caller um, that wants to talk with us. And let's see, we have some more information that we want to share about writing or some questions for you. Caller number two, you're on the line. Hello? Hello. Hi, this is Ravenda in the Mingles on Network Radio. What's your name? Hello? Caller, did you have a question for our guest? All right, I guess not. Well, back to um, you, Nancy. Now, um, you said you were going to be on Oprah, and and you don't know the exact schedule yet. So once you do, would you come back with us and right before the show so that we can give you some more promotion? And, you know, we're going to do some heavy advertising for you as well to um, get, your, get you out there because all we have to do is say you, that you're going to be on Oprah. Okay. And we, we want to blow Oprah off the uh, TV uh, with the ratings. So if everybody that I know knows that you're going to be on there, then, you know, we do like you tell this person, they tell that person, and so on and so on, Um, we're going to help. Well, not that I'm really trying to help Oprah because she doesn't really need my help, but we really (laughs) want to boost your sales because all she has to do is have you there, and I'm quite sure you're going to have your phone ringing off the hook and, and people are going to be just, just you're going to have to really have Lulu.com help you out with getting some more books. You mm-hmm. might want to start purchasing some of those books the way they do their program so that you can just have some extra ones to yeah. just hand out at, at the supermarket, <laughs> sell them at the market, <laughs> sell them in the bookstore, the daycare center, the church, the hospital, everywhere you go because people are going to say, oh, I saw her on Oprah. Uh, and and make sure you have you know your sunglasses because you know once you become a star, <laughs> highly recognizable. So I know, I know. This is it's and, all exciting. Uh, it is. I'm sure it is because um, they have so many books out there that people just probably didn't even think that it would be something that would take off. You know, uh, I was uh, 
thinking about the book called The Secret. Um, you probably heard of that book. And The Secret was basically a book that um, a woman wrote about where she was just just talking about, you know, how she felt about the way things work in the universe, you know. Uh, how, her name is Rhonda Byrne. And it, it's a book that she was reading before that gave her an idea to create her version of that book. Uh, it's a knowledge of um, uh, the laws of the universe. And I'm sure that when she wrote that book, she didn't think that it was going to be as huge as it is. But, I mean, they're talking about making it into a movie. And, I mean, it's all over the Internet. It's all in the bookstores. probably sold out in a few places. And I, myself, haven't read the book yet, but I've talked to a lot of people who have read it. Uh, I plan on getting the book somewhere down the line because, uh, you know, I'm just pretty much interested in it. What do you think what you know, your goal would be as far as where you take your stories. Do you think that you may go into, you know, doing a uh, book-to-film project on any of your stories? That's a good question because, yes, I want to write, um, I want to write a play. And I want to write a play on my first book and I want to write a play on my third book. Um, I've been actually, it's hard to get in contact with certain people, but I know once I, um, go on Oprah, that won't be hard anymore because I definitely want to get Tyler Perry or David E. Tyler's attention um, with a play. And possible movie. Um, I've heard someone talk to me, you should go do a movie. You should do this. And definitely, my my horizon is definitely going beyond just um, writing a book. The book, I want that book to, and even Oprah because of the stuff that she's put out in movies, um, I want to do a movie on it. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to that, too, you know, being there behind the scenes, directing and all kind of stuff, watching them and being a part of it, or even the cast. I definitely um, want to do that. I'm definitely interested in doing movies and playwrights, definitely. Well, I think that uh, that would be a good step, uh, you know, for you to take because a lot of people take books and turn them into successful movies um, that's where we generally get our stories from. If someone can't go and create it from somewhere else, that's where they get it from. So now, um, has anyone else approached you to write a book for them about their life? Because, yeah, I mean, I it, people have, read I, your previous books. Yes, I have a couple of people who are working. They said that I inspired them. Um, I have a teacher who read my book, and she gave me a great review. She's a teacher at one of my daughter's uh, elementary schools, and she was like, girl, she was like, that book was awesome. And everybody that read the book was like, wow, I should write a book. Some people say they should write a book. Then there's, she, she actually said it, the teacher said it inspired her to start her book. So she started her book, and then I, you know, offer services to help people write their book. And um, I have two clients actually now since I started this last year. And one is done. I just have to wait for her to, you know, do what she has to do on her end. And um, I send out letters to churches, um, battered women's shelters, um, different facilities that um, I can let them know. I build websites and all kinds of stuff. I just finagle the computer like it's my second husband. (laughs) And I just... Do what I got to do to get my business out there and what I do, what I'm about, 
so I give them tips on how to do self-publishing. To me, I just find it more easier. Um, you know, I don't think people have that kind of money to say, you know what, let's give them, you know, 1500 and better, even though they give you a couple of extra starter books on your own. I found that doing my books the way I do them is easy. I don't have a third party to deal with. I do what I want. The book comes to me. I sell them. You know, you make your money back. You get your profit off the X amount of books you sell um, back, you know, with the money you spent to buy them in the first place, but you still get the discount either way. So I like Lulu. Um, I found Lulu to be very um, easy with the uploading process. Um, I wish I could be on the chat with you guys right now. My computer, for some reason, keeps bumping me out of it. Um, I could, you know, give... Oh, yeah, I was just saying it because uh, I was having the same trouble yeah, uh, with the chat. With but the chat. just try to refresh it because I think it's happening to everybody. Okay, so it's not just me. Good, okay. Because we were trying to go in from different pages. I had to open you up even in a different browser to listen. <laughs> but I'm not worried about We have about, about six windows open. <laughs> <laughs> just I so I don't lose anything. that it just was, um, I'm going beyond. Like I said, I want to be rich. I want to be rich not just for myself, but I want to be rich to help somebody else. And I just want to help my neighborhood, um, people in different countries, people all across the world. And, you know, um, I want to build a foundation. I want to have a fund, um, a foundation for homeless people, um, you know, to meet their needs. I want to do housing programs. I want to do a lot of stuff. So it's not even just um, the books and the writing. I want all the stuff that I do from this book to reflect, you know, I want to be a, what's that word, philanthropist. I want to give money to different places and, you know, I want to just meet the needs of people around the world. And it it doesn't stop here. This is just the beginning for me. And I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be the solution for a lot of the problems in the world. I want to be a solution. I don't want to talk about anything anymore. You know, I've never really been a talker anyway. I just have a hard time uh, completing things. But now that I'm in the completion stage, there's no stopping me now. It's like this is, mm -mm, I got to keep doing more. I'm not giving up. I don't care how many people I meet. I'm going to meet somebody until they say, yes, Nancy, we want you. You know, and I want my books to touch home. There's stars, actors, actresses, people who have gone through things, and let alone my little book would be the one to say, oh, my God, somebody did this, and it helped me. And that's what I wanted to do, that it helped somebody. I'm sure that it will because um, once it's out there, there's going to be a lot of people that it will touch. And once it touches all those people and, you know, you start being like a, uh, the the leader of those who still have not been able to find their way out of their situation. That's the thing that's going to help you the most to, you know, to see that you have affected a lot of people and you can continue to be inspired by their drama and, and you know, trauma and everything they've been going through too. And then that can help you to write more books. And you, you may be writing some more books about your successes and uh, where you are in this place in your life now. And, you know, maybe you want to start doing uh, the thing on movies and or even Lifetime. I'm sure Lifetime could really use some, some new refreshing stories because yeah. I've watched Lifetime for a long time, and they they kind of recycle everything. Yeah, recycle and, everything. And uh, 
it's driving me crazy because I, you know, I don't even watch anymore. Other shows, they have sports shows showing drama, you know, because somebody out there is getting some volume and and viewers, and and they can put a show on there, you know, just break it up a little bit, put something about uh, something that has nothing to do with sports on there, and people will watch it still, you know, so. Um, we will want to have you back on the show again um, just to go over some more things that you could help us with and people who want to do something like writing as a, a means to support themselves and a means to redirect their careers because uh, there are some things that you can do without actually just sticking to another 9-to-5 job because you're just going to put yourself in a bad circle where you keep going through the same thing. They all they run their businesses the same way, whether they have a different name or not, doesn't matter. They're still going to be, you know, if you're if you're not doing what they need you to do, you're out of there. These days, they don't even have to to give you a warning. Yeah. You know, so now it's it's very important for people everywhere to realize that there's something else that they can do with their lives, and, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be writing if that's not your cup of tea. There's so many other things. We have a show coming up on April the 4th, and it's called uh, Stop Waiting on a Stimulus Check. Uh, we want you to stop waiting around for the government to hand you this and hand you that. Stop waiting on that income tax check to start making your dreams come true. You don't want to wait all year to take another step to improve your life, to empower yourself. So we want to have some guests on um, that will be able to encourage people and other things they can do throughout the year instead of waiting for that one day, April 15th, to file and, you know, however long it takes you to get your money back. Most people I know, the money's gone already. Absolutely. <laughs> the money's gone already <laughs> before you even get the check. So you have to start learning how to direct your your purposes and your goals on your own and without the assistance of somebody else telling you what to do. Now, I have um, a, a member in the audience who found something that he liked to do that's going to help him, you know, be successful and do something different than what he was doing before. And I'm going to have him call in and talk with us. And then we're going to see, you know, what are things in this world that we can do and what other kind of creativity we can draw from ourselves to be able to do that. And um, I have Hey, Bill, are you there? I'm here. How are you doing today? Hi, Bill. Please introduce yourself and tell us what it is that you found to help yourself do something different than what the norm is. My name is Bill. I live in Orlando, Florida, and I have created a DVD that's a step-by-step guide on showing people how to use their slow cooker. And on this DVD, there are eight recipes. To, uh, wrote, you know, show step by step on how to create fabulous meals. You there? Okay. Yeah, I'm here, Bill. Okay. So, um, what made you think of doing something like that? Well, uh, when I was a bachelor, I was, uh, you know, using my slow cooker, um, you know, to create my meals and whatnot. And uh, I didn't have much time because back then I was working two jobs and. I really didn't have time to cook, and I was really getting tired of eating out. So what I did is I, I took me like five minutes to prepare my meal. I just put it in the slow cooker, and then I go to work. I come home, and I had a meal waiting for me, and it was real simple to do. And then a friend of mine told me 
you know, Bill, this is a great idea. Why, why don't you make a movie about your, your slow cooker? And like a light bulb, it hit me in the head, and I said, wow, what a great idea. So then I started putting a DVD together, and that's how I created it. So did you do you have any technical help on doing that, or you you did that yourself? Because if you did it yourself, share with us how you did that. Oh, absolutely. I did it by myself. I had no help whatsoever. Um, what I did is I used my uh, camcorder, and uh, I prepared the meals and uh, had all the vegetables chopped up and stuff, had them in a the bowl and this and that, and I had the uh, camcorder sitting there uh, filming everything before I put it in the slow cooker. And I would lift up all the vegetables. I'd show you, you know, this is what you're going to need, a cup of this, a cup of that. And then I would take the uh, camcorder. I would uh, then angle it inside the slow cooker, and you'd watch me put everything in step by step. This is really fail-proof. You cannot really mess this up. And uh, you do it step by step. If you follow me and you do everything that I do on the on this DVD, you cannot mess up. And then after after the eight hours has passed, I will sit there and open up the uh, the uh, lid on the slow cooker and I'll put the food onto my plate. And then I always present the food to the camera and then I'll eat the food and I'll tell you that's really good stuff because you just can't beat it. You actually know what you're eating and it's not like what you get at the fast food, which is always, you know, mystery meat. So now, um, what kind of equipment did you decide to use for that? You know, for your um, for your cooking. I I went to Walmart. I decided to get the the, the biggest one. It's an oval sized type slow cooker. Um, it's made by Rival, and it has an automatic shut off. Now it's about thirty to thirty five dollars. And I would recommend getting a big one because on my DVD I have a really good stew, and there's a lot of vegetables. <clears throat> um, and then it takes a lot of space in that six-quart slow cooker. And uh, I'll put it all in there. That one takes about 15 minutes because you have a lot of cutting and stuff to do. But, you know, 15 minutes, and then you have a big thing of stew. What I what I do with the leftovers is I'll put them in uh, Tupperware, and then I'll freeze them. And then I could just pull them out and microwave it when I'm ready to eat it. Well, that sounds good. I think I want to try that. So I posted your uh, your a web address link in our chat room. Did you want to just, for those of us who aren't able to get on the chat, just um, tell us where to find the information in order to, you know, get your DVD? Sure, it's going to be www.billinorlando, that's B-I-L-L-I-N-O-R-L-A-N-D-O dot webs, that's W-E-B-S dot com. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have this myth about, about slow cookers, you know. Uh, I've had people tell me that they're afraid that their slow cooker might catch on fire while they're at work because it's cooking food. But that's not necessarily the case because they make them so so safe. I mean, there's so many companies out there that are making them, and I've been doing this for almost four years on my own. And I still come home to this very day with the same slow cooker that I've used for four years ago to some fantastic meals. So that's just a myth. They don't cause any fires or anything like that. And like I said, you know, if you get the ones with the automatic timer, it goes to warm. So it keeps your food warm when you get home. So, so how are you doing when it comes to your sales on your website? Well, it's a it's a new idea. Not too people, not, not too many people know about it. And um, I, I've tried to, you know, sell them on eBay, but not so much like there because, like I said, it's a new idea. So people are really not too keen on trying to buy something they don't know nothing about. 
Now, had you thought about ever just transferring that information into a book form, you know, like an instructional e-book? No, I haven't really given it much thought. Okay, because, I mean, you see, we have our guest on the show, Nancy O'Brien. She took some of the things that she was doing and put it in a form of a book. Now, sometimes, you know, that, that helps you to be uh, able to reach a larger crowd, too, when you actually create something more technical for people to use. Um, they could be reading about your recipes or, you know, certain things that you're doing. Maybe you want to update and add any any additional information and put it in a, a book form. And that's something that um, we're talking about today that, you know, whatever it is that you have that you can do as a creative way of uh, making some money. Some people just think it's a little something on the side to make a little extra change. You can also do something um, like write a book and turn that into a multi-million dollar enterprise for yourself if you have the right channels. Um, later, we'll list some resources for you on the website if you want to go to our website, Mingles on Network, and it's uh, com. And when you go there uh, later on after the show, we'll go ahead and add all the resources that I've come across um, to put on there for you to be able to access if you really want to do something really special or whatever it is you do, we'll be happy to have you as uh, part of the show as well as, you know, uh, getting some more information. And what we're going to do now is take a short break. I'm just going to play uh, my feature song. And if you guys want to take a little breather yourself, we'll be back in about five minutes. And we're going to talk about some more resources for uh, self-publishing. And I also want to thank my guest, Bill, uh, to tell us about his DVD. And we'll make sure we have your information, Bill. And Nancy, thank you so much for coming out and talking with us. Please stay along so you can hear the rest of the show. Absolutely. And um, one of our, before we go, one of our, our chat room members wants to know how long have you been cooking. I've been doing the, the uh, DVD for, I mean, slow cooking for over four years now. And uh, I also want to say that um, if people cannot afford the DVD, I have income opportunity on that webpage to where they can sign up on websites for free. It doesn't cost them anything, and they can. It's not going to make you money off overnight, but uh, you know, it's, it's quick sites, and you look at other people's advertisements, and you get, you know, small change. But that small change will add up, and eventually you'll be able to buy my DVD that way if you're a little strapped for cash. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that information. We'll make sure we forward everyone that's interested in, um, you know, doing that um, to your website. And let me go ahead and take our little break, and I will see you all in a moment. But before we go, I'm going to give a nice applause for all my guests. Thank you. So right now I'm going to go ahead and play my feature song, Mandisa, uh, for a song called Deliverer. It, to me, was an inspiring song. Um, you probably get the message when you listen to the words. So help it. 
I really love that song. That's Mandisa, if anybody knows, not know about Mandisa. She was an American Idol contestant and didn't win. Um, I think she was in the top ten, I'm not sure, but she's uh, done her own thing and she's gone out there to to have her own career in the gospel uh, sector. And uh, that was a beautiful song, My Deliverer. I have a caller on the line, um, Tony. Tony wants to share some information with us. Welcome, Tony. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, I can hear you. Yes, can you hear me? Okay. Hello. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. So what did you want to um, share with us? Yes. Today? Uh, well, this is a nice session you have, and I, I enjoy hearing uh, both of your guests. My name is Tony Quaid, and I I do uh, new media publishing, and I was listening to your guest, and I just wanted to call in and kind of put some things out there as far as specifically in the area of ebooks and some of the things that can be done with them. Well, we'd be happy to hear something that you want to share with us, so go right ahead. Well, one one of the things that, um, as your first guest was talking about, and I'd like to congratulate both of them because the hardest part of any of this, as they they would both uh, agree, is, is doing it. That's the biggest hurdle. Not all the other stuff kind of falls into place once you make your mind up to uh, do something like that. To, to write a book, it's one thing to think about writing a book, and they say that everybody has a book inside of them waiting to get out. But it's another thing altogether to actually make up your mind and 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 do it. And so I congratulate both of them, especially the first guest where she's taking it from a not being sure voice inside her head to the Oprah Winfrey show, and that. Certainly, Oprah, Oprah isn't the end of the rainbow, but I know that's a long way from just thinking you might be able to do it one day and then to actually uh, have it manifest. Um, the, the thing about ebooks, and this is something that I tell a lot of my clients and when I'm, I'm consulting, I'm, I've had a publishing company for the last uh, 14 years. Uh, we were there pretty much at the beginning of the uh, phenomenon, and the ebook has been around forever. But what is happening right now, which may be of, of big interest to especially your second guest, Bill, that there are enhanced ebooks. So now you have the ability to not only just, uh, number one, cut down your production cost to self publish, but the enhanced ebook has the ability to put your voice in there, you can put video in there, um, you can put. Um, animations in there, like if you're doing instructional uh, material where you can put like animated slides, you can convert uh, PowerPoint presentations to where they can go inside of that shell. So it's really exciting uh, to be able to really literally produce a TV show if you want, all contained inside of a, an ebook that can be distributed you know, through a web email. Okay, that's enlightening information. So um, now can you tell us some more about your publishing company, maybe just give us a resource for that, your new web address? Sure. It's uh, imaginationworkshop.net. And the reason I call it that is um, your imagination is part of the driving force. I mean, Bill was 
he said when he was single, he cooked a lot of meals. So he took something that was a survival uh, 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 tool that he had, and he uh, was inspired, whatever happened inside of him, to get that into something where you could pass that information on to us. Likewise, with your first guest, for her to, I didn't hear her entire interview, but for her to empower herself to the point where not only did she pull it, get herself up and empower herself and found her inner, inner race, um, she used that to share with others, and it's still a work in progress, and that's what's so commendable. And that's why I named my company, uh, this particular portion of my company, the Information the Imagination Workshop, because actually all we really are doing is taking a thought or idea, a vision we have, an inspiration, whatever, applying the imagination to it, getting creative, and then, you know, rolling up our sleeves out there and making it happen. And that's kind of been the way that I've approached this thing. I've worked with everywhere from Disney down to uh, self-published uh, authors. I, I've illustrated probably about books, and nothing greater um, than seeing somebody see their product in their hand uh, and see that, you know, this I, I really did it. And it's, you're a part of that process. Long after the money's gone, the money's spent, Years later, you know, if I see somebody, um, I see somebody will show I illustrated or, or something, you know, a lot of times I'll connect them to uh, other businesses and other vendors. So it's, it's always exciting. And that's kind of the driving force for me, Ingles. I, I just, I, I really like the idea of seeing people succeed and of them come out into the marketplace and let them know that they can do it just like anybody else. And I agree with that because there are so many resources out there, so many opportunities for people if this is the direction that they want to take. And uh, whether it's writing some fiction or if you're, you know, you're writing about uh, something that you know, something historical, if you want to make, you know, a a story about another person and then, or, you know, do someone's biography, there's so many directions you can take when it comes to writing. You can write a about poetry, you can write about some type of, you know, act that you can do. Maybe uh, how to get into the music business, how to how to re re uh, refurbish a car or a house or something like that. Yeah, Whatever yeah, you know yeah. how to do, you can actually create an ebook about it and make some money. And I'll go over later some uh, resources for ebooks and uh, put some links in the chat room for anybody that you know can access that. So, One you know, thing any I want to say is it's kind of piggyback. Huh? You want to help us with I was just going to say it's kind of piggyback on what you were saying. There are so many resources, and you just realize a lot of times people forget that we are in the information age and that the information that we have that we may take for granted is informa- that's valuable. The information age, information in the information age is like gold wasn't a gold rush. Now, it's important, and I, I want to say this. There's a such information overload. There's a lot of material out there on how to market this and market that. And what I always tell people is that it all works. All of it works. And you have to find one thing and just finish it. Just do it. I mean, yes, you're going to need a website. Yes, uh, this isn't the time for it. Maybe we'll get into it later. But uh, you will need to go ahead and identify yourself with the domain name. And there's a lot of things. Most important thing is to just do it. 
And I want to say this, advertising uh, is, is kind of a double-edged blade. Uh, your show, you, you give people an opportunity to, to tell about what they do. I love it. I mean, I'm glad that I found out about you. And then there's also other places. You, you know, you, you use these social networks other than just to play, to play around and, uh, you know, uh, socialize, which that's certainly part of it. But there is also, um, you know, an opportunity to get the people who you will be catering to. It's not about just finding a group, joining it, and selling them something, but it's about, you know, connecting with people and finding out what they're interested in. You'd be surprised how many interested in what you are interested in. You know, I, I'm a student for life. You know, I'm always finding somebody that, that, that is, I want to know more about the things that I and then I'd like to say this thing about uh, what you just said about some of the applications for ebooks. Right now, the majority of the ebooks you'll see on shows like this, um, uh, marketers, e-marketing. But we're my company. We're we're in a, a project with uh, several other different companies. We're producing uh, animated ebooks. So you know you can it takes a step beyond just reading with your child. But we actually have stories that actually move around. I have a, a project that we're working on, which we should have in time for next uh, 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 Black History Month, and not just for Black History Month, but beyond, where people can actually talk to uh, historical figures. We've done some animation where you can literally, just like you and I are talking, you can talk to and ask questions uh, from different uh, people in history. And we are also... Uh, in the form of an ebook, so there are a lot of applications. You're absolutely right. Just changing a tire, you know, how do you change a tire? You know, there's somebody somewhere that needs that information, and sometimes you can uh, give the information uh, as part of a marketing strategy. Uh, sometimes you can sell it. Sometimes you can actually sell reports. So there are a lot of different ways to do it. And uh, what I tell people to do is just do some research. Find already done what you've done. The first guest you had on. She's an excellent resource uh, because she's done it. Um, I, I make myself available to independent uh, uh, um, startup businesses, but then there are a lot of other resources. I'm looking in the, in the chat room and I see iUniverse. I actually did some freelance uh, design. I was doing book covers for Island years ago when it first came out. Um, there's a lot of it. There's actually no excuse, and I'm sure you would agree, Mangle for not doing something. If you have something inside you want to do, there's no excuse for not getting it done. You're absolutely right. There is no excuse because you have everything in front of you. You just have to yes. make the first step. You know, you can't blame anybody else for failure if you don't make the effort. Um, the effort so is I the first part of your energetic being. Say that again, Tony. So try to the failure every time. That's right. And attempts beat the failure every time. And uh, Bill, he, you know, I, I don't know if he realized that one of the things he's into, uh, I know of some uh, cooks. There's, there's a big movement in the in that industry. Even though he started out as just a, a, a hobby, but that you've taken a step and produced the DVD that can be converted into ebooks. But even take it a step further. Dream big. You want to work with a big idea and start with a big idea. You can do online cooks. A lot of people don't realize that these big, giant, flat-screen TVs that everybody's buying, they are set up to take the same stream from your computer. So if you produce something like a DVD and you 
see maybe snippets of its site, people can actually see that on television just like watching the cooking channel. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot of power in, in coming to the major studios, the major publishing houses and all that. There's a lot of power in already having 100,000 people or, you know, a, a client base, a customer base. There's a lot of power in that. You know, you, you can negotiate your deal for those of you that want to take it to that umpteenth level. You know, so don't underestimate this computer and computer, you know, uh, people only on the, on the computer, but the iPhones. We're in a convergence right now where you're going to be able to, you're actually able to produce your uh, content to all these different devices. So and um, really, really, really tell the story that you have and share your information and, and really grow this thing that's something that's good for everybody. Money comes from it. It's not about getting a million people to come to your site or buy your product. It's about maybe a good core group of clients and customers who like the information that you're sharing, who like the they've you. And if you can get, uh, say, maybe a thousand people on your site to spend ten to twenty dollars a month, there's twenty times. I know people who've done it in a short amount of time. Yeah, Tony has some really good information, Bill, that's going to be able to help you and our listeners who um, need some help in, in learning how to optimize your web pages and, and your you know your sales, getting more sales, more traffic. And we're going to have another show on that um, soon. We'll, we'll probably go over that when we have our show on April the 4th because a lot of people are going to be thinking about going onto the Internet as a source of income and trying to understand how to do that. Um, we actually want to go ahead now, since we're almost at the end of our show, we're actually going to end at 5.30 today. Um, I'm going to just give out some links, and I want everybody else to you know, to do the same. I'm going to read off what you have if you want to have me just give you a shout-out. Um, for Mingles on Network, uh, I would encourage you to join Mingles on Network. Um, that is one place where it's created as a portal to give you the resources and information you need for your, your online org career success. And that's www.minglezonenetwork.ning.com. And for women, and not just for women, we have our website, uh, Women Who Dare to Dream. And you'd see Nancy on the front page there. If you have any project or anything you want me to talk about, I'll be happy to post you on there. Um, like I said, it's not just for women, but their website is www.wwdd08.ning.com, and I would encourage you to also join that website. And in, in the chat room, uh, we also have, uh, let's see, we have Tony's website. It's, uh, wait a minute, just a moment, www dot imagination workshop dot net and I encourage you also to visit his website. Um, it's a beautiful website and, and full of information that will be very helpful to you. And I'm going to go ahead and, and mention uh, Bill's website as well. It's uh, www.billinorlando.webs.com and you want to go check him out too. And uh, if you have some trouble in, in cooking and you need some tips, Bill can give you that information and help you out. Anybody else have any information they want to give out 
for us, and we're going to give you a shout-out right now. There's now's your chance because we're going to end our show with some beautiful music. And I want to take the time to also uh, uh, thank all my listeners, listeners who are in the chat room, listeners who are just listening, for coming to our show to talk about books and how you can make that your standing point for a new income and a new career. I want to thank my guest, Nancy O'Brien. What a wonderful woman, very talented author, and very great sacrifice to bring yourself out in the open like that and share with us your personal experience. And I know it was very hard to get started on that, and I'm happy and thankful that you had your husband as your 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 strong stone of support to help you to get out there and tell your story because you do know that that story is going to help somebody else. And we do look forward to all of your additional work that you're going to have coming out. And make sure you come to Wingles on Network Radio so that we can help promote you. That is what our job is here, to help uh, network and promote our people here, everyone who joins. And you will be successful just like we are successful because without you, we cannot be successful. So I'm going to end the show now and play some beautiful jazz music for all of you listeners. Thank you again, Tony, and I'll see you on the 4th. And ladies and gentlemen, Mingle Zone Network Radio.